That was a one-handed one. Hello and welcome to Beautiful Losers. My name is Emcos and with me is the caffeinated Iris. Yes, I am. I just had coffee and I'm drinking water. That's why I had to do this with one hand. We got this. We got this. It's a Friday. We're back on a Friday. Why? Wednesday was another, what's the word for Babylon in English? Papery. Papery, sure. <laughs> it's called papery. Oh, Wednesday was a papery coffee. day. Yes, right. I've been up since 5 a.m. and I had coffee because schoolwork, uni work. College, college whatever. Yes, uh huh. But the news, the news is actually kind of more interesting this week. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. And we literally just looked up the news. I'm looking at my That's fake watch. What he did ten minutes ago. <laughs> I've been keeping my eye on the news this past week because I have less classes and I'm bored most I've of the time. I've been so tired. <laughs> if anybody wants to get into live acting, do it. You'll yes. be tired like me. Anyway, exactly. let's get into the news. Yes. Um, the first little bit of news is actually really interesting, but also very exciting and hype factory, whatever. Wonder Woman 2 sequel, which is already implied with Wonder Woman 2, but it is the sequel to the first film, but it's not in present day like we expected. It's going to be set in the 80s during the Cold War, and Chris Pine is coming back? Yeah, Chris Pine is coming back, which means that maybe my theory might have been correct. Exactly. So we don't know how that's happening. Maybe it's, again, it could be a relative because it is 70 years into the future. It could be a relative, but like I said, I my theory was that... He could, he could pull a Rogers. Yeah, he pulls a Steve Rogers, and instead of, you know, uh, shooting the thing and the plane exploding, mm-hmm. he just, you know... Figures out something else. I'm like, oh look, a grenade! I have five seconds to jump he out of this plane. He pulled a Dark Knight Rises and drops exactly. He could have done that and then just appeared back in the in regular life. But I don't know, amnesia or something. Uh, could be. I don't know. I don't see why. A lot not. of things that are being experimented on, but that would be a little bit too obvious. Like, yeah, well, why not? We don't have a Bucky. Okay, although I don't mind a Bucky. But anyways, um, D twenty three is Disney's Comic Con. Which I've been kind of looking... Literally a week before Comic-Con. Yeah, I've been kind of just looking at these things, like, mm-hmm. passing over them on Twitter and Facebook. I'm just like, oh, look, a title. That's it. I don't look at the whole article. Yeah, because D23 gets really, really hectic. And since th- things are already hectic over here because we're preparing for the real Comic-Con... Excuse me. Um, <laughs> uh, we haven't really been paying attention to the details at D23, but... Thanos and Wasp had their suits revealed, um, mm-hmm. and they look pretty, and the word the youngins use is dope. Yeah, they look pretty dope. Honestly, I've just, I didn't, I don't know what I expected from Wasp. I knew that she was going to have, like, Right, we saw at the Ant-Man. end of the movie. Like, we saw her suit, and then we, from getting a glimpse of what Ant-Man's suit is, it's like, it's like Iron Man and War Machine. It's literally the same suit. With, it's the same, with a but darker. Design. Exactly. <laughs> It's, uh, it's the same, but in black, so she's Batman. Yeah, she's just she has a dark suit and boobs. That's What's the difference between uh-huh. her and Ant-Man? Wings and lady parts. Yep. <laughs> Wings and something to fall on. Yeah. <laughs> and a butt. All right. Everyone's got butts. That's yeah. a great thing. They're not gendered. Speaking Anyways. of uh, suit reveals, we get an entire like set of... Uh, Black Panther cast photos. Yes! And we get to see little bits and pieces of their new costumes and kind of just tiny character traits. Yeah, we got kind of a glimpse into the cast and the characters that are going to be featured in the Black Panther film. And not only are the costumes great, the set design looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is quality. Quality with a little trademark sign. It is... I'm excited. I'm hyped. Yeah, it's looking very good. My favorite part of it was that you get to see Black Panther's new mask. Mm. And I loved it because it actually looks like a 
panther's face. Which is like, pretty it's terrifying, pretty, it's pretty cool, but it looks great. Because it looks like it has a mouth and everything, and it's like, mm-hmm. this makes it look more animal-like. The other one, yeah, it was just kind of like a black mask Yeah, it was just like, he, he made it overnight because, oh yeah, yeah I, he had the whole, I just orphaned thing, so. Yeah, it looked like a, it looked like a full-face Batman mask, the old right. one. This one actually looks like a panther's mask, and it's yeah, it looks terrifying. amazing. So, along with that, um, Lupita Nyong'o, um, yeah. if that's She's how you just... pronounce her name, I've always pronounced at Lupita Nyong'o and her character traits are they're very vague but I'm so excited yeah I'm, I'm excited I know that she's uh she's supposed to be this warrior type I know mm-hmm. that much and she's and... supposed to be um in, like a spy and sort of um Black Panther's love interest yeah but it's like the forbidden love because she has this career and she has this responsibility her duty to her country in I was gonna say artificial intelligence no it's um just intelligence, yeah, really. Yeah, she's like central intelligence type exactly. CIA stuff. And I like her weapons. Like, if you look at the right? picture, they're like these Tron type rings that she holds. They're very futuristic. They're and like those Frisbees without the thing in the middle. That, like a... Like a disc. It's just If like, you say fidget spinner, I'm not going to say fidget spinner. <laughs> it's like, it's just like those Tron discs that they throw at each other. Right, right, the, right. Like the light the cycle type... It's been a while since I've seen Tron. It's it's pretty cool. It just it looks good. It looks like she'll be skilled in hand to hand, and also like yeah. throwing that thing will be super cool. Yeah, and it's really cool to see the production design and the costume design be super futuristic, but at the same time maintain that air of traditional African tribe wear. Mm-hmm. And the colors and the designs and just everything, everything. Just yeah. there was a lot of thought yeah, put yeah. into it. I looked into it. That that uh that concept of design is called Afrofuturism. Oh, that's amazing. And it's it's amazing because that's this is a whole concept of like, what if you know these African countries mm-hmm. weren't colonized and weren't pretty much destroyed and the cultures got a chance to stay alive and to to develop and evolve yeah because and this is use all gotten. the resources that got stolen exactly this is what this is kind of what we would have gotten and i think that that's a, an amazing mm-hmm. concept to to look at and to think about because you know we're from a country that was also colonized like three times <laughs> so three so times. we so we kind of have no idea what our culture would be like if we didn't have exactly. that outside influence come in and basically control us and it's that same thing in Black Panther. They don't have, they specifically um, exclude outside influence. It's a very secretive society. The whole, the whole city is actually like behind a waterfall. Exactly. Like the entire city is hidden away. Like the only part of like quote unquote Wakanda that people know about is a third world country. Mm-hmm. But that's just to keep the image for exactly. the rest of the so world. Exactly, so no one, you know, messes so no, with exactly. them. Exactly, so no one comes in and tries to destroy things. Exactly, because as soon as, you know, anyone mm-hmm. sees a super rich and powerful country that's they literally... They need some freedom. Exactly. That's literally years into the future with their technology um, advancements. It's it's really exciting. It's and amazing. And I'm happy with it. I'm so. really excited for Black Panther. When does that come out? Uh, February in 2018. Cool. We have time. <laughs> exactly. We got time. But so, it's going to be like our first MCU film next year, which is great. So, so uh, the Dark Phoenix movie, Cyclops was revealed. Do we care? Not really. Cool. <laughs> All right. New Warriors on Freeform. You know, this is channel, actually more interesting. The channel that used to be ABC Family. They have the, the New Warriors. Yeah. So instead of uh, marathoning Harry Potter every other weekend, yeah. <laughs> now we have 
Marvel series, yeah, which Marvel is fun. Marvel series. Uh, other than that one, we're also getting Cloak and Dagger, which hasn't gotten much news lately. I just saw the trailer. I think it was just the trailer. The trailer came out like a few months ago. Yeah, no one's really talked about, about it, it since. But either it's, way, it's been pretty vague. New Warriors looking good. Uh, Squirrel Girl, I don't know if you've seen those uh, AT&T commercials. <laughs> With the cute girl and, and whatever. The and, specific. Well, yeah. yeah, it's the one with the with the cute girl who know, talks to the celebrities cable. and and she's super cool and whatever. She's nice. She looks like Squirrel Girl. She fits the she fits the role and. AT and T girl cast a Squirrel Girl coming up next. Cool. Why, why not? Um. So since we're on TV, we can talk. The Flash set photos were were taken of the actor for Wally West, who is <clears throat> part Puerto Rican. Cool. Oh, that's nice. Um, he was dressed in full uh, Barry Allen red suit. and yellow suit. That's instead amazing. of instead of the Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. So he's grown up, and so it he's looks growing up and really it's, good. It's, actually, I guess it's following like comic Wally West, who Wally West goes from Kid Flash to Flash, mm-hmm. literally like in clothes and in right. Yeah, and it, it looks like he's moving on up. And I don't know where that's going to go. I, you haven't seen the Flash this season. I right? ha- I haven't seen the last half of the season. Right, so I gonna... saw bits of it, but I have to catch up. I'm All just right. probably going to like. It's one of those shows. It's kind of like Supernatural, where they have so many filler episodes yeah. that you could just watch like the last two, three episodes and be caught up. Honestly, you really can, and it's it's all right. Honestly, um, the way the season ended mm-hmm. was a little abrupt. It was a little strange. No one really expected it, but hey, that's exactly. that's the fun part. Well, we're keeping up. Yeah, yeah. Next so, a little bit. Ryan Reynolds is in talks for starring in a Rainbow Six movie, which is if you know the video game, it's very fun. <laughs> it's very fun. It's a, it's basically think Call of Duty except actual story line to it. So Call of Duty, but with plot. And ex- yeah, with plot and with purpose. Right. And Ryan Reynolds could bring it, you know, to life. To life, because he, you know, he can do a, a soldier type. He has that kind of the build and the mercenary. And, uh-huh. it, and having Ryan Reynolds along will ensure that it has some form of levity and some sort of uh, comedy element mm-hmm. added a, to a it. A bit of a comic relief while still keeping the badassery. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, cool, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty fun. I haven't played Rainbow Six, but I when I saw the news, I kind of looked into it, and I like the style of it. A, I think it looks... It's, it's different. It's refreshing. Game, yeah. It's it, uh, refreshing Tom, what it Tom is. Clancy. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Nice. Pretty good. I like that. Um, what's next? Yep. Death Note. This is your territory. Yep. Death Note revealed another poster. We have uh, Lakeith Sutterfield is his name. Yeah, he was, you said he it earlier. In, he was in I, Get I Out. Get He's playing L. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. I mean, we already knew he was playing L, but yeah. we just got a poster of him, kind of like the poster that we got for Ryuk, where it was just darkness and black scratches and, and black and white. It was, instead of, like, Ryuk had a whole black thing to it, L has this whole white thing on it. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I don't see why not. Yeah. They're trying to keep an aesthetic. Yeah. So, um, that's yes. pretty much it for the news. I have a little shout out to Meg because we all know, I think last week we did suggest this, because um, Matt Reeves said that he was taking Batman into a detective film direction, which yeah. obviously this is what we need. This is what we want. Um, and yesterday I saw War of the Planet of the Apes, directed yes, by Matt Reeves. In the Monkey House. The movie. Listen, he keeps he keeps roasting it, but honestly, I have never seen a film so emotionally charged so quickly, especially about monkeys. So like, it was so good. Like it, within the first half hour, I was already like near tears over some emotional moments. Even though you probably watch it and think, okay, this is a bit cliche. 
the way that it was presented with the cinematography, the dialogue, and the the score, I was so enthralled by the score. I had a really good time watching it. You get really invested in it, and it it seems like it's so, it's not that very long of a movie, but it's I actually checked the time. It was two hours, but it didn't feel like it, which is good. I find that's a good thing for a movie, and the whole style of it was so well thought out and put together and there were a lot of details that um, were put in place strategically to tie into the very first um, Planet of the Apes film so this ends and wraps up the trilogy for the prequel and I don't know it got me really excited to see what Matt Reeves could do with the Batman stories so definitely recommend to see that <clears throat> this weekend if right. oh hey Woo! it's recording again <laughs> oh my awesome. god I hope this whole thing, I hope that whole uh, moment where we almost cried was recorded. Yes. So, um... Yeah, continuing on. I'll probably end up watching Planet of the Monkey House of the... With Batman director. Angry Andy Circuses everywhere. Um, no, that, that's, one thing I did. that's one thing I did here. Andy Circus did an amazing, an amazing oh, job. Oh, yes, he did. Caesar. This is like some of his best mocap work, <clears throat> I feel. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just, I always kind of just hate on it because obviously in the first movie, since Caesar wasn't like... As mm-hmm. evolved, the whole movie, he's just like... <laughs> exactly, but it like, had... He has so much talent. Why it had this? to be like that in order to build up to what they wanted to get to eventually. And this movie, the aside from the impeccable CGI, it was almost scary to see how well it was um, generated. And freaking Andy Serkis, dude, it was pretty... And, and some scary moments where Caesar was um just really really angry you could he looked almost human i mean yeah but with you, fangs it was terrifying if you look at caesar at the character of caesar well enough like if you just you do just see andy stop circus. it and look at his face it's andy circus's face like there's no denying that mm-hmm. that's andy circus behind the the monkey mask i guess exactly like, and it's I, really good i kind of i just hate on it because you know i guess it's on brand for me to hate uh, you're <laughs> such a hipster planet. Um, but I am going to check it out. I am going to give it a look because I did like the last one. The last one was good, and I liked it because this one wasn't a copy-paste of the last one, but it did continue and was faithful to the last one, Yeah, if that I, makes um, sense. I, I am a fan of Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Woody like, Harrelson actually impressed me. Like, I know he's a great actor, yeah, but he, I thought this was going to be like a more of a basic role for him, but it wasn't. Yeah, he can really do anything. He pretty much does everything. He can go from... The, the silly dad role, mm-hmm. or like he did, I think it was Edge of Edge of 16 or something like that. He does it edge all of, the time. Of, in the Edge of 17, he was like the <clears throat> the kind of uh, dad role principal type, and then now he's doing this badass uh, soldier type, and then mm-hmm. he's also white man can't jump, and he's also the you can't... Uh, uh, what was Words. What? Um, now you see it. me. Now you, oh, yeah, the, the Now yeah. you see me magician. The, and, yeah, yeah. And he and, just, oh, and wasn't he in Zombieland? <clears throat> yes, he can, yeah, do, he he can, can do pretty anything. much do any role. I, I, you want to make a movie good, get Woody Harrelson. Exactly. That's what they did with True Detective, like, even though that was a series. Pretty much any role. Drop mm-hmm. him in. So, well, now, good, wait, good wait, things. Just a quick thing before we get to our topic. What, what Marvel and DC property would you put Woody Harrelson in? Huh. Marvel and... For Marvel, probably... It would have to be something off-brand. Like, I wouldn't put him in the main MCU. Actually, I think I would put like him Like a as, Netflix. I would actually put him as Electro against Spider-Man. Huh. I think he would make a good Electro. And I don't know. I, 
And in Electro, and you in, could. The com- in the comics, Electro's this like cowboy type, anyways. And Woody That's Harrelson true, has yeah. been can do a cowboy type. That I think he could be a good Electro, but he could also be like, oh, what's this thing? I don't know, man. I don't remember. You gotta look, check back on me on that because my my caffeine high is slowly dissipating. So don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our topic for today. Last week we did Spider-Man villains because we were leading up to the Spider-Man Homecoming Which movie. We, saw. we wrote our reviews. They're up on the page. I, wrote, I actually I forgot. Wrote, I, wrote <laughs> I forgot to review. write my review. It's been a busy week. I'm going to write it um, so because I have opinions. Even if it's a week late, I have opinions and that I'm going to say today, but if you want to see it just like a summary, I'm going to write it. Yeah. That and War of the Planet of the Apes um, review. Yep. All right. So basically, story for Spider-Man Homecoming. It's right after Civil War. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man uh, is just Spider-Manning about in Queens. You're downplaying and... this a lot. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this as this yeah, is just yeah, a yeah. quick little... Yeah, a little synopsis because little this synopsis. is literally two months after Civil War. And a lot of people were complaining that there was a discrepancy in timeline. Yeah, I kind of figured out the timeline, which mm-hmm. makes it make a little more sense because it says uh, eight years later... Eight years after, after the very first after Avengers, Avengers movie, so people are thinking, "Oh, it's in so 2020." It's, so it's like, "Oh, is that in, is that set in 2020, or is Avengers set in 2010?" I would think it's set in tw- uh, or Avengers. 20, uh, sorry, 2028 20, or 2008 or something like that. No, 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 no. 2008 is Iron Man, the very first Iron Man. Yeah. Exactly. And then two years later, um, we have 2010, and then we didn't have the Avengers movie in that year, but. Um, in the timeline, I'm thinking yeah, yeah. that that's when the Avengers it, movie occurred. It makes occurred. sense because, who said it? I think it was Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige was like, hey, th- these first few movies of Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Thor. It all happened all in a very short time span. were like a week apart from each other, and even though we got it like two, three years after. Exactly. They were all around the same time. So when we got Avengers in 2012, we the movie was actually set in 2010, 2010 or 2009, you know. Exactly. So it was a lot earlier because I doubt that after the first Iron Man movie, we they actually had to wait four years. Until something actually happened. Exactly. Like, this all happened in a short period of time with all of these heroes and Avengers um, getting their origin stories and arriving to Earth and becoming their um, known superhero selves. It, it was a very quick process in terms of Marvel, so yeah, yeah and in, it makes um, sense. In actual, in this movie, um, in Civil War, they actually suggest that that Iron that what happened in Iron Man and what happened in Avengers actually happened in the same year, mm. because um, yeah, uh, but... Civil War happened about eight years after. Well, it actually happened about eight, eight years yeah, after because the first he, movie. Yeah, because even Tony Stark said it at one point. This no, is what uh, I've been Vision, building. Vision says Oh, it. Vision, Vision yeah. says in in the eight years since uh, Tony Stark revealed himself, exactly. all these things have happened. Right. And that means that... It was said in 2016? That means that, um, that, that, that this movie... No, no, no. That means that... Uh, so you're saying the first Iron Man movie was in 2010? Yes. Even though we got into 2008? Yeah, it means that uh, the first Iron Man, the first Thor... All those movies were in twenty. Were actually set in twenty ten. So it was all in the span of one year. And so was Avengers. Okay. So was Avengers. All those movies are set in two thousand ten, and then eight years later. So twenty eighteen Civil War. Yeah, twenty eight after like everything after Avengers. That's all in actual chronological order, but from two thousand ten. Okay. Okay. So, you got me. Yeah. You got me. Okay. Okay. 
and leading up to now where we have Spider-Man, Spider-Man. which is actually in 2017. 2018. 18. There you yeah, go. It's about the same year. Yeah, it's just two months after Civil War. He's really a kid he's and it's 15. adorable. He's a, he's a 15-year-old. And the thing is, I saw some people in the in the theater, they were like, he's too young. And I'm like, that's that's how he's Hello? in the comics. And it's like, but if he's a kid, then why is he taking the train? And you've clearly never studied in New York. There are, there's, <laughs> Wait, there's, what? They questioned him taking yeah, the like, train? He takes the train. Isn't there a school bus? No, there aren't any school buses in New York. Dude. <laughs> you take the train, you take the bus, you take a taxi. You get there, but not on a, on a school bus. Yeah. Right? That's how it works. So it's, it's, people it's, check your facts. Yeah, it's the way it is. Right. Yeah, so I don't get people complaining about that, that about that because it was great. That is super cool seeing how um, Peter Parker interacted mm-hmm. with you know with everything with school and girls and friends and bullies and he was and dealing with New York and New like yeah they did New York so well because it wasn't just like he bumped into someone's like hey I'm walking here like anybody <laughs> can do that that's in every single movie where it's New York like quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> Like he, or in Lady or Colombia, I don't know what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. He goes to a bodega. He goes to a bodega. I remember going to bodegas and just like, hey, yeah, give me a big like, bagel. And he spoke Spanish to Rose, the dude from the exactly. bodega, like, and it was great. Like he wasn't just a white guy because the white guys in Queens aren't really white. <laughs> yeah, it's just you have. It's such a melting pot that it's impossible to not pick up something. Yeah, exactly. And I like the way that they did New York. Um, you know, you had the crowded streets. You had the people that were rude, but they weren't like extremely, like exaggeratedly dramatic. Dramatic, rude. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was just so fun about this this universe that it mm-hmm. honestly, I, I was sitting there, I was getting homesick watching the whole Aww. movie. Yeah, I felt. Yeah, I was homesick <laughs> watching that movie. It was amazing. It was great seeing everything. Um, it was really well done and. Really cute. Well, yeah, that, I'm going to use the word. It's really cute to see Tom Holland play the 15 uh, year old Spider Man. Like you said, interacting not only with um, his superhero responsibilities with school with girls in a way that a 15 year old would. Like he's not totally mature to yeah. deal with everything. He's a, he's like he makes mistakes, and that's the most like gut wrenching thing about the movie because. Literally, you're in the theater, and during these action scenes, there's a lot of clenching <laughs> because yeah, you no, get really stressed. You get stressed because you're freaking because you're like you're you're looking and you're like, oh my god, you're a kid, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. You're don't don't do that. You might actually mess up because and, this and isn't him, someone trained. Yeah, and you see him, and he's like zipping through like uh, this is in the trailers. Like he's zipping yeah, yeah, through yeah. the the broken ferry, and he's like hopping back and forth and trying to do these things and you can see he's like he's, trying to figure it out but he's not good at it exactly he's he's never done this before like, he's doing what he has to do because he only so does small and, things like um i'm gonna stop this guy from stealing a bike but then like it's not really a spoiler he's like okay is this a, is this someone's bike and he just like leaves a little note like it was the most innocent and... thing he was like a young steve rogers he, yes he was a young steve rogers and he has these uh he was very na- he was kind of naive, but in a good way, it's not in, in a, an annoying it, it was in a way. Real way. Exactly, he was naive in a real way. Like we're not going to get a forty-two-year-old Spider-Man graduating <laughs> high school. Like we we don't need that anymore. This is exactly this is... we don't need James Franco trying to pass off as a senior. Okay, yeah, and it's great. I love seeing that. That's just that's just it. You you cast an actor that looks the part. You cast an actor that looks the age. Mm-hmm. And you cast the supporting cast the supporting that works cast. so well. Everyone bounces off each other. Everyone's just like, 
a give and take with their lines. Exactly. And, it's witty, but not in a cringy way. Yeah, and it's it's just they're interacting in a very real high schooler way. Like, some of the jokes and some of the roasts, everything is just like... Exactly. Like some things were a little stereotypical, but on purpose, because it's just... It's, it's the style... It's, of the uh, comics, it's like with the, bullies yeah. and this and that, it's like, oh, you think, oh yeah, that's a bit over the top. Well, there there are people that immature. <laughs> we're yeah. we're looking at you, Flash. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And I'll get back to Flash Thompson in, in a minute, like when we head into spoiler territory. Exactly. But man, this movie was just well constructed. Uh, a lot John, of thought John and Watts, effort went into this. John Watts, the director, John Watts had this mm-hmm. had the vision, like the vision that he had for for Spider Man was pretty much what we got exactly like not much was changed there wasn't much studio interference he he pretty much has a similar story to sam raimi not the spider-man i mean actual director mm-hmm. um you know sam raimi got to start doing low budget horror films mm-hmm. uh so did john watts john watts did this one movie that still horrifies me i can't even watch it i just see the the poster and i die a bit is, is it it it's clown the oh. movie's called clown <laughs> i knew it had to be clown yeah. something um for listeners out there my fear is of clowns and pretty much like <laughs> quick little synopsis of clown clown is just like a haunted uh clown suit where whoever puts it on Chill. where whoever puts it on like becomes a murderous clown that's cool whatever that's not part of the story but so american horror story season four sure i don't watch american horror story you're not and missing out on much. <laughs> anyway. I love American Horror Story, but you're not missing out on much. Yeah. Unless it's season two. But that's a whole other podcast. But anyway, yeah. Spider-Man. It was a great one. Would you rate it? Beautiful? I'd rate it beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Damn. I, I wrote in my in my uh, review, I actually wrote, beautiful, damn near gorgeous. <laughs> damn near gorgeous. Even though gorgeous isn't a I'm gonna put isn't that, one of our th- ratings. That's that's ha- what I'm going to do when I like meet and want to flirt with my boyfriend. I'm just going to be like, yeah, you're damn near gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not going to know what the hell's damn going on. Damn near gorgeous, TM. <laughs> exactly. You have to put the trademark symbol. But yeah, another quick comment before we head into spoilers. So you all know, um, when you go to see this film... Be prepared because oh. it's it, it's an emotional roller coaster. Yes, and Michael Keaton's portrayal of Vulture is literally the one of the best in the MCU for a villain and antagonist. It's great. It was terrifying. It was very intimidating, and he, as always, played the part beautifully. Yeah, yeah. So it was just definitely keep that in honestly, mind. Honestly, his portrayal was was amazing which I'm, I'm surprised i didn't mention it in non-spoilers yeah, but yeah. his portrayal is just amazing he is probably one of the most memorable of marvel villains like so far yeah like honestly like if i go like, back overall like if i go back and i think marvel villains there's not much that i go oh i'd like to see that character again because you know they're dead Mm-hmm. so not joker in a way but joker in the sense that it's memorable he's a memorable character and he and all right we're gonna head into spoilers now so i'm gonna mark it wherever wherever it's at i'm gonna put it in the description exactly um so michael keaton's character as the vulture he's adrian tombs is the vulture is Mm -hmm. completely completely sane yeah like that's what makes him so much more horrifying he justifies everything, and you actually kind of and you feel for him. Yeah, and you oh oh, what's the word? Uh, you sympathize with the you guy. Thimpa- you you sympathize. <laughs> Words. Yeah, you sympathize. My, I'm drinking a cold coffee. Yeah, he went cold. I went hot because fire cannot kill a dragon. And it is hot as hell outside. This is why I'm <laughs> drinking cold coffee. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, you have Adrian Toomes' version. Of, well, that's the only version of the Vulture. Yeah. <laughs> played by, by Michael Keaton, who is this completely sane uh, ex... Um, construction con- cons- company? Not, not construction. It was a... Uh, uh, developer. No, no, no. What's the word? Oh. It was like disaster control. Yeah, something. Like, they got replaced by disaster yeah. control, which something is from like the that. government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, it not, was... not, not from the government, but from Tony Stark. Oh, from Tony Stark? Yeah. All right. He was like a, basically a public worker whose job was um, to control and, and to clean up after the after messes. After disasters, you know, the, 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 the teams that came disaster, up after... Not disaster relief. It was something like that. What are those words? Well, I'll look it up. Yeah, thank and you. And I'll put an edit over it, and I'll just be like... That word. And then it, it'll, it'll look completely natural, you know? Yes. Completely seamless. Do technology. now. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was kind of, they were in that, picking up the scraps and cleaning up everything. And then they were pushed out. They were basically fired mm-hmm. from by Tony Stark, who yeah. caused the whole mess. Hence, that kind of sparks a yeah. vendetta. And there was a line, and there's a line in that movie where it's like, uh, I can't believe it. Tony Stark causes the mess and he still gets paid for it. Because yep. you know he's getting the money from the from the scraps and all that stuff, and you know, I, which I completely understand. Like, damn, that's a shitty thing to do. Exactly. It's you with this origin story. You you really do sympathize with the villain because he's very human in in that way. Because he's just trying to get by and support his family, and you're just kind of like, well, I mean. Cool motive, still murder. But... No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, exactly. Yeah, cool motive, still murder. Yeah. He's uh, he's doing everything he does as the vulture after he finds some scraps that he forgot to to hand over. Yeah, because these are alien scraps. These are uh, alien scraps from the attack in from, from the what's it? What what do they call it? The crisis or no, 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 the, the incident. The incident, whatever it happened, the first Avengers yeah, film with the Loki the, and the, the Chitauri, the Chitauri so that technology, he using, salvaged the scraps. They're using Chitauri tech and Chitauri armor and metals and all these alien materials, not just from, uh, you know, Avengers 1, but they're also taking it from Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. where they have pieces of Avengers bots. And... Exactly. Just kind of scraps from all the major disasters yeah, in yeah, the yeah. films. And things from, They like, use that technology. And it know. just kind of gives you a sense of um, acknowledgement and realization, like, this is... These the, are smart these people. Are, Smart people, not only that, these are the effects and consequences of these big battles. Um, There is an aftermath that we don't really get to see in the mainstream MCU films. So it's a a really cool storyline on the side to see how that can become its own danger and its own thing. And I think, and it was really interesting to see. So very fun. Yeah, yeah, you can pretty much see that he. You have um, the characters that were in here were the Vulture. You had the Tinkerer, mm-hmm. but that was more towards the. Well, yeah. Scorpion was there. Was he in the part of the main crew at the beginning? I don't remember. I'm pretty. I know he was at the end credits, but I don't remember in the beginning. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, one of those. He, in the end credits, not even in the end credits. In the fairy scene, you meet mm-hmm. uh, the Scorpion. You yeah. meet Scorpion's character very briefly. Very briefly, you don't really know that he's Scorpion unless you know his name. Mm-hmm. And then you get you you go to the, the prison scene at the end cuz obviously Michael Keaton goes to prison. He doesn't die, which is mm-hmm. completely different and unheard of in an MCU yes, movie. Yes, and really fun because and really funny. Yeah. That gives a continuation to Think Froze again. There we go. Yeah, um, we're having technical difficulties. Yeah, my computer my computer's being a bad girl. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um yeah. So you get the vault. You get the. You get this. Um. You get Shocker like trying mm-hmm. to confront the Vulture and like, hey, if I'm kicked out, like, oh, I hope your wife doesn't find out about this. And he's like, oh, really? Oh. And he just right there kills him. 
Yep. <laughs> just here's the thing. He didn't mean to kill him. <laughs> yeah, he, did, he didn't mean to kill him. He looks at uh, the tech guy. He looks at his name's the Tinker. He looks yeah. over at the Tinker and goes like, "Is this ready?" Points at like a gun thing. And he shoots him and just, like, completely disintegrates him. Like, he's vaporized. He's gone. He doesn't exist. He's off this plane of existence. And he looks at the Tinker and goes... Terrifying scene. We're just like, oh, no. You're you're just looking at him. You're like, oh, my God. He's he's, actually lost it. He's he's crazy. He's like, I thought this was the anti-grav gun. It's like, like, oh, no, um, never mind. No, you're just an idiot. Oh, he's fine. He's just... He did this wrong. It's okay. He went about this the wrong way. It was was good comic relief in that moment. But even then, after that, he just kind of stuck with the whole... Eh, I'm down with murder if need be. Yeah, no, he's clearly okay with killing someone mm-hmm. to... It was just not his intention. He does it, it whenever necessary. Yeah, he checked his own. Like, mm-hmm. it's clear because, um... He has his own kind of moral code. Yeah, it's it's basically just like, if it's not for my family, it's okay for me to kill someone. Exactly. You know, everything he does is to protect his family, to protect mm-hmm. his wife and daughter and all these things, which we'll get into in a second, because mm-hmm. that was just... Let's 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 move away from Michael Keaton and yes. the Vulture and go into Spider Man. Yes, the please. title character. Boy, boy, howdy, Spider Man. Oh boy, it was amazing. This his portrayal of Spider Man is just I can't get enough of it. Like I want to see this again. I do I really want to see do. this again, and I want to see this his this new suit, which was voiced by um by one of the original what's her name she was from Jennifer one of the Connelly origi- sure yeah that's her name Jennifer Connelly from one of the original yeah, Hulk she, movies yeah she voiced um, yeah she was in the original Hulk movie with um, Eric Barton is it I one of those know. he's Australian he's an Australian actor um, yeah that one Jennifer Con- Connelly Does did the, the voice, voice of, of Karen, Karen. The AI, oh kind of a, yeah, it's Spider-Man's Jarvis. <laughs> yes, it was Karen. adorable. Yeah, because you can tell that she wasn't just like a Siri that was just like, uh, she could respond and she had she had fluid thought and gave mm-hmm. her, gave, gave opinions. Exactly, and it was pretty funny because he's, he's still a kid and he's still asking this AI on advice on girls. <laughs> Which was, I thought that was really it cute. It was really sweet. And the whole process of him unlocking the training wheels pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. protocol. So yeah, that basically. That was hysterical. Basically, um, Spider-Man finds out what's going on with these weapons when he's at a... Because the suit was made by Tony Stark. Yeah, the suit was made by Tony Stark. So he, find, he finds, okay. Basically, the story goes, Spider-Man is just kind of uh, messing around, doing his Spider-Man things. And he realizes mm-hmm. that some people are going to rob a bank. Mm-hmm. He goes to stop the bank robbery, and these guys have that. This is in uh, the trailer, yeah. Yeah, it, it's in the trailer. These guys have the tech, the Chitari tech, the Chitari tech that was sold by by Adrian Toomes, the vulture. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Wow, these these low life bank robbers have these amazing tech. What's going on?" He calls Tony Stark. And he tries um, to warn him. He tries to. And, he doesn't take uh, it seriously. He, he, Tony Stark is just like, "You're you're a kid. Leave this alone. Leave this to the adults." Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, but if you're not going to do anything, I'm, I'm going to have to do this. He's like, hey, stop it. I'm going to, it's like, don't worry about it. I got this. But then, of course, Peter Parker. he's a kid. A little Petey. He's a kid, and he's just like, he's not listening to me. He's not going to do this. Mm-hmm. So he goes and, completely by coincidence, mm-hmm. he's at a party, and then he's at a party that he was invited to by Liz Allen. Amazing love interest for this movie. Yes. She's oh, a, so great, because she wasn't like a stuck-up popular girl. Yeah, she was the, yeah, exactly, the the stuck-up popular girl that you kind of see in the mm-hmm. in the comics and in the series is, 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 
Liz Allen is this um this kind of bitchy rich girl. She's mm-hmm. like, ew, Peter Parker. Ugh, yeah, she's away. actually nice and she's smart and yeah. she's a friendly, amicable person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks like somebody who I wish would have gone to my high school. Right. Like everyone else. And she was also very Never mind. pretty. I'm not going to talk about my high school. She's very pretty. Yeah, she she was she was beautiful and she is not like she's gone. She is. Jeez. No, she is beautiful. She's still a beautiful actress. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, who, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I forgot her name. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, and um. So yeah, Tom Holland Spider Man was invited with his mm-hmm. friend, who Ned. was also Ned, who was also hilarious and a good comic relief. I thought it was great. He was basically the what keeps. He literally acknowledged his role, which yeah. is the guy in the computer room. Yeah, he was uh, the guy. In the, the guy in the chair is what he called him. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm the guy in the chair. On He's the literally the guy in the chair in Kim Possible. Yes. Yeah. He's um. What's his name? I always forget his name. Wade. Wade. Thank you. He was you. Wade. From Kim Possible. It was adorable. It was great. It's nice because you have Ned, who's this actual high schooler, and he wants to build Legos and have fun. And, and build a Lego Death Star. And build a Lego Death Star. And you have, uh, you have Peter Parker, who wants to be an Avenger. So if Ned wasn't there, you know, Tony Stark would just be like, yeah, kid, you're an Avenger. And he would just forget. Like, Peter Parker would forget high school. Exactly. He would forget, you know, being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But Ned since Ned is there. Ned grounded him. Yeah, Ned keeps him tethered to the ground. And, mm-hmm. and because he, um, Peter Parker, after Civil War, just kind of drops everything. Just to receive the call. Like, he wanted to stay free on call for the next mission. Yeah, he dropped... Which did not come. (laughs) He dropped absolutely everything. He, uh... They they mentioned, like, oh, you're not doing the academic decathlon. He left band. He left the robotics club. Exactly. He He left left all all his extracurriculars. And then, just like, you know, a normal caretaker would, Aunt May is just like, listen, I'm worried about you because you're dropping everything. And, of course, he can't tell Aunt May that he's Mm Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know? And Which he doesn't. He doesn't tell her. <laughs> More on that later. Yes. Um, so yeah, he Ned just kind of finds out that he's Spider-Man because after patrolling the city, uh, Peter Parker goes to his room, crawling through the window so he can just kind of relax and get in and mm-hmm. whatever. He gets in. He uh, starts. Start, he's he's, he's, he's cl- he comes in through the window, climbs on the on the ceiling, climbs on the ceiling, closes the Very door. Casual. Yeah, he just hops to the floor. And does all this tech thing to take off his his suit. He turns around and Ned is there sitting on his bed. Which is in the trailer, but you gotta watch the whole scene. But you have to watch the, yeah, the whole scene because like, you know it's gonna happen, but you're just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is great. Whoa. <laughs> that and, and in that moment, um, because it was the first scene, um, Tom Holland was shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> my boyfriend uh, just yeah. like tapped my shoulder and he's just like, there you go. <laughs> this is your moment, honey. Oh, wait, there's another moment that I liked. He leaves school. He hops into an alley, mm-hmm. takes off his backpack, and oh my god, and webs yes. it onto a dumpster. <laughs> he webs it onto a dumpster. I he call changes, him Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. He changes in the in the alley. Leaves all his clothes in the in the bag. Webs his bag to the wall or the dumpster or whatever. Mm-hmm. He goes when he comes. Yep. The dumpster with his bag is gone. He's like, oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the immediate thought I had was. This he he's listening to Matt. He just throws his uh, what's it called? You know the stick. The, yeah, the cane thing. The cane. He throws the cane in any alleyway, and I, I swear he probably gets these in bulk off Amazon because how does he go back? <laughs> Why are you gonna go back for a stick in every single yeah. person goggle like glasses or whatever? Goggles. Yeah, not goggles. I'm looking. At, I'm thinking of Spider Man's like homemade suit, which is great. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, Spider-Man's clumsy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a kid. Found with his suit instead of just wearing it under his clothes. Yes. Oh my god, yes. He doesn't actually wear it under his clothes and do that whole Tobey Maguire thing where he's just like trying to be Superman and unbuttons his um his shirt and is like, "Oh, I'm Spider-Man." Yeah, look at, no, exactly. Look at these tetas. <laughs> yeah, and then in the in one of my favorite series is is is, is, is the Spectacular Spider-Man. He wears his Aww. clothes like he wears like a Spider-Man clothes under his regular clothes. Which I think is funny because like this doesn't occur to the current Peter Parker. He just he carries just, it in a bag. He carries it in his normal backpack and then just runs around, takes off like strips naked, puts on his clothes, <gasps> and then yeah, alleyway puts on his clothes. And the thing is, the clothes when he puts it on, it's all baggy. Yes. So he looks like he just put on a plastic bag, and everyone's like, so the lady next to me was just like, "Is that his suit?" <laughs> <laughs> And then he presses the spider, the thing on his chest, and it comes like like it, vacuum it seals. It, it sections to his body. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And the whole scene reminded me of the. It wasn't the trailer, but it was like the teaser to Deadpool. That Deadpool did. Yeah, that he goes yeah, yeah, into yeah. the telephone. He goes into the telephone booth to change and, into to change. his. And like the guy's dead by the yeah. time he comes out. You hear the guy like screaming like, "Is anybody helping me? <laughs> oh my god!" <laughs> like that, that goes up to the dead body. And is like, well. No. <laughs> yeah, I think that's hilarious. I think that's great. Like, it's it's funny to see that this is a clumsy guy. He's a kid. He's 15. Hua. <laughs> <laughs> it was adorable. It was. It's a really, really fun film with a lot of heart, a lot of, um, oh, a lot of story. Because my brother said this to me when, because uh, he, um, the little... <sighs> An inappropriate word. Sigh. The little, the little sigh. sigh. The little sigh because he always gets to go to, go to premieres here, uh, to these movies. So he went to the premiere and he saw the movie first. And he said that the action scenes weren't that dominant in the film because it didn't depend on the action. It depended on the actual plot. Yeah, it depended which on is, story. It depended on a good well-written story with good characters and when I went in to see it a few days later it was absolutely true like this movie don't go in for super huge action action scenes yeah because and um, like an Avengers film this isn't an Avengers film this isn't Civil War yeah in um in all the other Spider-Man movies the action scenes kind of depended heavily on, on mm-hmm. slow motion and the Spidey sense exactly like you know this this version of Spider-Man does have Spidey sense a lot of people were debating on that because they were kind of Disappointed that they didn't see that. Yeah, they use. were just like they were just like, oh no, why? But isn't... again, but he this, he just got his powers. Yeah, but think he does kind of use it in Civil War, like uh, something's flying at him, mm-hmm. and he's like looking somewhere else, and like literally with a second left, like maybe he senses it, but he can't move out of the way in time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty much what happens. Like this thing's coming towards his head, he and kinda... he like at that moment he turns around and then he ducks. Exactly. Yeah, that he has he has the spidey sense, but we don't have to see it in slow motion. He probably doesn't even know he has it yet because in Civil War he told he said to Tony Stark that this happened to him like he got the radioactive spider bite six months prior. Yeah, yeah. So he's still new to this. Exactly, he's new at this, and then um, you know his senses are overloaded, so maybe he just doesn't understand his spidey sense. And I don't, you know, the director John Watts also like said like, hey, we're not gonna do the slow motion spidey sense. Like he has it. That's he'll use it. You'll exactly. know it. You'll know when he uses it. You don't he just have to has have detective that, uh, uh, vision. Yeah, he has detective mode. He like has Batman detective mode right in now. Batman's Arkham. Like he doesn't have to like thing like and then have like a shocked face like a deer in headlights and then a slow motion three sixty shot around him to see what's going on and then come back. It's a waste of time. He wanted to move the story mm-hmm. along. Exactly, and it was. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the pacing of the film because it wasn't all slow motion. It was just. It was pretty fast paced. It was fun, but it slowed down in the right moments for you to take a breath, 
unclench your butt from, yeah, from the, the stress. Relax a little bit, enjoy the comic relief, and then get whipped around again for an emotional yeah. roller coaster. Yeah, and um, we also uh, a fun part of this was we get mention of Miles Morales in this movie. <gasps> yes. Like Miles Morales oh my was God, yes. was mentioned without name, and as soon as it happened, I freaked out, and everyone near me was just like, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> because we get the the character right? um, Aaron Davis, mm-hmm. which you know, is played by which is played by the amazing Don Glover, beautiful, the beautiful amazing. Don Lover, the beautiful Donald Don Glover. Glover, Donald Glover, the, the Don, Don Glover, Glover <laughs> aka Childish Gambino. Yes. He plays Aaron Davis, which is a Spider-Man villain known as the Prowler, mm-hmm. which I think is funny because when he first appears, he's buying these illegal dr- uh, not drugs, drugs, illegal weapons. <laughs> he's buying uh, these illegal weapons from the um, from the Shocker, the Shocker, who's part of the Vulture's crew. Yeah. So he's buying these, and he's like, and he's like, oh yeah, this this gun right here can uh, take anything and blow it up. And he's like, no, I want something discreet. And he's like, well, what about this gun? It'll it's even it'll more send dramatic. you it'll send you to another dimension. He's like, no, man, I, I just I, just I want wanna... something chill. And then he goes like, oh, well, we have these anti gravity gloves. And he's like, oh, where? Let me see that. <laughs> and that's the, and the thing is like that's cool because that's what the prowler does. Prowler basically climbs buildings and and that's that's pretty much his skill set. Mm-hmm. So that, when they did that, I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a really nice Easter egg that's woven in. It's not yeah, slapped yeah, yeah. in your face on the screen. It's yeah. woven into the story. And line. then and then I'm thinking Aaron Davis. I'm like, I know Aaron Davis. Where's that name from? Mm-hmm. There's an interrogation scene which I think is hilarious because you it's have this a quote unquote interrogation. Yeah, because he does like he does like a Batman voice. First of all, I love that that was the first instinct he had. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna interrogate this guy. I'm gonna put on a super deep Batman voice. Yeah, they do like, he does like a deep Batman voice, and he's He's like, like, I know what a little girl sounds like. And he's like, I'm a boy, I'm a man. (laughs) He's like, I'm a boy, no. I was waiting for him to just go, where is she? Yeah. So then Aaron Davis is just like, listen, man, I'm not your enemy here. I will let you. You're new at this. It's like, you're you're new at this. I'm not your enemy. I'll tell you where where everything is. Yeah. And he says, he says, listen, I have a nephew that lives in Queens. And that's when I said, Aaron Davis is Miles Morales' uncle. Oh my god! I freaked and that's out. When we lost my shit. And then we clenched. And I freaked out a bit, and everyone was like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "Hi, oh, it's happening, guys. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening soon." It but was... that's the thing, like you know, that we wish for. In this case, uh, since Peter Parker is 15, mm-hmm. Miles Morales doesn't really take over until he's probably uh, really young. He's probably a kid. He's probably like my brother and I. We did like the timeline, kind of like a timeline thing. It. At most, Miles Morales is probably five right now. Exactly. That's at most because. So he's there, but he is there waiting for his moment. Yeah, he's waiting for his in moment the future to... once Tom Holland yeah. passes on the suit. Yeah, yeah, and um, we're trying. Oh, I'm waiting for this timeline to move forward because I want Tom Holland to grow with Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. So like, I want when like we mentioned last time, I think. Yeah, when Peter Parker is like 25, which is when he's supposed to like start training Miles Morales mm-hmm. he's in real life he's probably going to be 30? he's going to be our age he's going to be around 30 exactly because he's around 21 right now and we're pushing 20 so yeah that, exactly. that's and since really he's going to have fun. like five he's, he's going to have five movies and he, I, we feel like Spider-Man's going to be this one to teach these new Avengers and to mm-hmm. move along this new storyline after the big guy like the big adult characters start to leave the grown-ups when the grown-ups start to leave he's basically gonna be not the next captain america but you know he's gonna be one of the new faces of what the avengers stand yeah exactly he's gonna be the the new head basically of avengers which is replacing tony stark i guess 
which yeah, is Tony fun. Stark has to be replaced eventually. Yeah. Which, speaking of, um, oh, the yeah. ending of the movie... Wait, which wait, was... wait, Let's talk Tony Stark before we go to the ending. Oh, this is true. Yes. Yeah. Tony Stark, I was scared because since he was in every single trailer, right. I was like, he's going to be in every single scene. This is going to be another Iron Man movie. No. Everything we got in the trailers was all that he was in. Exactly. Those were his only cameos. They weren't overdone. They didn't depend on the Robert Downey Jr. star power. Yeah. I think they were only like four like four uh scenes that mm-hmm. maybe lasted three four minutes with him in most. it at most like they didn't overuse his character they didn't overuse uh you know his influence like mm-hmm. you, you, they you didn't depend name, on that you hear his name mentioned a lot and you you kind of get that whole mm-hmm. who and was, i love john favreau yeah john favreau's happy hogan, happy hogan representation i relate to him on such a spiritual level yeah and, <laughs> and even that like they didn't use happy hogan to an annoying degree exactly. like they would have done with Tony Stark, he was just more like, uh, Peter Parker called him and is like, hey, Happy, can I get the... And he hangs up. You know, <laughs> it was like a 10-second thing, and you kind of get the feel of what, how he feels having to do, like, babysitter duty. Exactly, for... and it's really refreshing. It was, it was such a refreshing film to see from Marvel because you're not used to, A, seeing such a young superhero mm-hmm. in a Marvel film, two, seeing a superhero capable of making very bad mistakes yeah and that was the most stressful thing about the action scenes you're just like oh no he's not saving the day he doesn't know what he's doing yeah you think Eh, are they gonna die yeah that's what you're thinking you're like oh he's got this he's spider-man he's like oh yeah in the fairy scene you know the fairy Mm -hmm. gets ripped in half Mm -hmm. also because of spider-man it's spider-man's fault that that the fairy gets ripped in half because he made a mistake he made a mistake he didn't listen to to tony stark and Mm -hmm. he's like i'm gonna do this anyway the yeah. vulture attacks the the fairy, splits it in half. Yep. And um, so Spider-Man's talking to, to his AI Karen. He's like, what do I do? Tell me the strongest points so I can glue them together. And he's yep. like, these are the points. And he's like, got it. He starts doing all his math yep. and doing all his calculations and zipping it all together. And he's like, I did it. And then some dude just like, all right, Spider-Man. Like, yeah, Spider-Man. Woo! In then, that moment. And then the web starts to break. And he's like, what did I do? <laughs> he starts to do it again. And... And it doesn't work, and he's freaking out. He's He even goes to the point where he almost sacrifices himself for mm-hmm. the fairy. It was a Captain America with the helicopter Civil War scene. Yeah. Just, like, tr- stretching his arms out, his, trying to keep everything together. Yeah, he's like, oh, everything oh, together. oh, I'm doing it. And, no. yeah, the thing starts to close together. He's like, I'm doing it. And then you look over at the window, and you see Tony Stark's Iron Man actually on the other side of the of the ferry pushing it to put it together exactly like he's like he had to save the day he knew it was really funny because tony stark just came in pissed he was just like i gotta fix this he knew even, what he was and doing you can even see it through the mask like yes. this is an iron man mask it has no facial expressions and, and you, you can, can tell see he was furious that he was angry like he was angry like a father mm-hmm. like robert downey jr's uh character was in this was fatherly. a father and he even goes like he's like i'm not mad he's basically like i'm not mad i'm disappointed like i just mm-hmm. want you to be better than me mm-hmm. he, this is genuine like father-son connection which is i thought him. it was really great for tony stark's character development because finally yeah, because now i finally don't hate tony stark <laughs> right like even though he does you know throw those inappropriate aunt may mm, comments yeah, but I mean, I that's too. normal marissa tomei is just absolutely 100 percent gorgeous I have to agree on this. Like, like, dude, her her aesthetic in that film was like <laughs> literally straight out of a Zara catalog. That's what it yeah, was. And, I was like, and then they dude, were just like, "That's oh, me. I was like, born to be the cool aunt." Yeah, they were just like, "How do we make her seem older? Let's put glasses and high waisted jeans." And all the guys are just like, "Woo!" 
<laughs> let's put glasses and high waisted jeans. Literally every Instagram girl right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like let's make her look older. No, She's literally work. an Instagram girl. But and I absolutely love. Marissa and they Tomei. acknowledged it though. They acknowledged how hot his aunt was. Yeah, like and, and I, I like that. At first, I thought it was. I thought at first I thought it was just like Tony Stark being creepy. Because no. they filmed like a an alibi video for oh God, for yes. what Peter Parker was doing during Civil War. Yep. And he goes, "Hey, Aunt May. Uh, hey, what are you wearing? Something skimpy, I hope." And Peter Parker just looks at him like, "Really, man?" <laughs> He's like, "No, no, no. Delete that. You can edit that." <laughs> yeah. And then um, and then they go to like a well, I think it was Thai food. Yeah. They go to get Thai food. Yep. And the guy brings her like some, a dessert. Yeah, brings her like a dessert. Bring, and he's like, oh, like I didn't a rice order pudding. This. So like a Thai arroz con dulce. Yeah. And he comes up and he comes up and he gives it to her and she's like, oh, I didn't order this. And it's like, oh, don't worry, it's in the house. And he winks at her. And I'm just like, I'm just like, same. get it. I'm just like, same. Get it, not me. <laughs> It's just like same. It's great. Anyone would give her the free rice pudding. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Moving> <laughs> the ending. On. The ending, which also kind of has to do with Aunt May. Yes. That was. But before that, yeah. we have to touch on the suit. Yeah. The suit at the end of the film when mm-hmm. Tony Stark, um, you know, kind of brings Peter Parker back into the fold after the last fight and all of this. They go to new the the new Avengers Center in upstate mm-hmm. New York. And he presents him with the opportunity to, you know, be become like, a full time full time Avenger. Avenger. This is what you've been waiting for. Here's your suit, and then we get the Iron Spider. We suit? get we get this MCU's version of the Iron Spider suit, and I know I know it's an Iron Spider suit. It because, was so pretty because it was metallic. You know, it was shiny. It was new. It looked kind of like what Miles are you, a card sales. Yes, it looked kind of like Miles Morales' suit, but you know that it's not Miles Morales' suit. Yes, but it was foreshadowing AF. Oh yes, and then he and then Tony Stark kind of wants Peter Parker to do what he did, and mm-hmm. at the end of Iron Man One, which was just like, "Hey everybody, I'm Spider Man." I'm Iron Man. <laughs> no, no, I mean he wants he oh, wants yeah, him yeah. to he be wants, like, he wants to Peter Parker to come, come out, out and be like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm Spider Man." Come out of the apartment, not the closet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> he wants right. this to happen, and then Peter Parker's just like, "This is a trap. This is a test. You want me to be to stay the?" He said no first. He like, says he, no, and he's he like, was, "Listen, he I can't didn't do this." Want to say no, but he had to like he grounded himself, which yeah. was a really nice thing to see in his character development. And then Tony Stark was just like, "Oh, well, okay." He's like, "Yeah, this you was, sure?" This was yeah. He's like, and oh, then yeah, at the sure? end. Peter Parker's walking around, walking away, and he's just like, "This, this was, a, was test. a test." And he's like, "You got me. This was definitely a test." All there's, right. there's no, there's no press there's or no reporters press. on the other side of the door. door. So Peter Parker leaves, waits in the car, and then, um, and then Pepper Potts comes out, which is good to see that they're back together, Tony and Pepper. I saw that. I was just like, "Wait a minute, girl! Didn't your contract expire?" <laughs> yeah. Um, <and laughs> but she, uh, it was nice to see. Yeah, she comes out, and when she opens the door, you see an entire room full of reporters. <laughs> so the entire thing was true. The entire thing was true, but he's proud of of. Of Peter Parker for and making his that mature, decision. And responsible moment. And Pepper Potts is just furious. He's like, He's you like, lost him? You lost him? We're, we're, what, what are we going to do? There's a room full of reporters. What do we say? And he turns to, to Happy Hogan. He's like, hey, you still got the ring? He's like, I've been holding it since, I don't even 2008. know. 2008. Yeah, he's like, I, the first he's, Yeah, he's like, I've had it since 2008. Which also like, helps us with the yeah. timeline. And they look at him and it's like, you weirdo. <laughs> Which actually, now that I'm, I realize it, that helps us with the timeline. So that means the first Iron Man movie wasn't in 2010. Because they got together in the first Iron Man movie. Didn't they get together in the second one? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
they met and they started like no, no, having that love they, interest. They had that thing going on, but they didn't really the get to, they didn't get together together officially until the, until the second one. But it was 2008. No, because like then also when did when, when did Iron Man two come out? 2011. It was it was yeah it was like right before. Um. Right before Avengers. Avengers. I'm going to search it. Because that's the thing. Um, Because at the end of Iron Man 2, like, during Iron Man 2, like, he's flirting with, yeah, with yeah, Black yeah, Widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, like, if it? he were, because if he, he wouldn't do that if he, if he were right. actually together with her. Hold on. Let, let me find out real quick. Because I, I try to forget Iron Man 2 existed with Mickey Rourke. But, yeah, but I'm I, trying I, to search for the year it came out. I'm pretty sure it was 2011. Much, uh, yeah. And no, 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 no. No, because it was before the first Avengers movie. Because it was the first time we saw Black Widow. Exactly, yeah. So Event. was it 2009, 2010? But, no, but Avengers came out 2012. Oh, right. Yeah, so, I got confused with the timeline. I got confused with the timeline. Anyway. Right. They're back together. Happy Hogan says, I've been having, I've, I've held this ring since 2008. year. Let's say year. I don't even remember if it was 2008. Mm, now, that I'm, sure. now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like. I, don't, I gotta watch the movie again. Yeah. But yeah. He goes, I've been holding this ring since forever. And he looks over and then like. Uh, Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts and like, I and Tony seriously? start looking at him like, you're weird. <laughs> And he's like, that's not going to happen. We'll figure out something else. And then happy. And then when Pepper Potts walks in, like Tony's just like, that's it. And he throws the ring at him. So, so that means we're he probably assuming. Re- yeah, we, he probably proposed, which is super cool. That's nice. The, I'm happy to see. Oh, that's oh, my phone. <laughs> but I'm happy to see that we have some character development, not only for Tony Stark, because he went through that whole Iron Man 3 phase with his PTSD, his anxiety. And I saw a post, and I think I shared it on the page as well of hi my name is tony stark and (laughs) i use my anxiety anxiety to build a suit that's prepared for any worst case scenario that i create exactly any worst case scenario that i that i cause exactly and it was just kind of like oh you you're dealing with mental illness too yeah so that's interesting to see and it's really good that he's finally passed this i don't know i hate to call it an emo phase but yeah. it was an emo phase in Civil War. Yeah, yeah, he passed through that, and it's it's nice. I like the character development for for everyone. Yeah, in this movie. everything's rolling along really everything's nicely. Rolling along, and now you have Ned officially as like the chair guy. He is Wade. You have yeah, you have Peter Parker. Peter Parkering about like mm-hmm. better. Oh oh now. oh! You know what? What's left? Did we forget the DC scene? What DC scene? Well, yeah, the the Washington Monument, yeah, yeah, this, cool, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but that that was another butt clencher, which was a nod to um, the Gwen Stacy death in Spider Man Two. Oh God, yeah, yeah that was and then terrifying. also the, and then the MJ kiss, the MJ then... kiss, and we got MJ at the yeah, end. Yeah, we got MJ people, but not uh, but not Mary Jane Watson, which is great. Please because and thank you because you know I don't see why not change the story a bit make a new arc make a new character like she's MJ because she's a uh, oh, oh and Michelle and Johnson Michelle something but yeah it's Michelle it's Zendaya Zendaya is our MJ yeah Zendaya plays uh, Michelle Johnson and it's it's great because at the end she's like yeah with Liz Allen leaving because oh my god I forgot we forgot there's so many things there's that happen so many in this things movie. that happen in this movie we can't even. Remember, talk about right, all of right, it. go. Okay, go. so before we talk about MJ again, right? Liz Allen. Liz Allen is his love interest. Liz Allen is amazing. Liz mm-hmm. Allen is the Vulture's daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't. I I didn't expect this because I did not, not in the comics. I did not expect that, but I should. I feel like I should have seen it coming mm-hmm. because we got once I looked back on the film, I was just like, well, there's so many hints 
to because he was very vague about his whole family i've got a daughter this and this and that and then we see liz allen's house which is huge it's a mansion it's very expensive yeah and you're like they're like okay all right who cool. are you and the thing is like our minds it's bad on our part our minds are so mm-hmm. wired exactly that we don't automatically think oh it's an interracial yeah relationship like we, which was really good to see it was amazing because it's like the door open. It's like Spider-Man's like, oh yeah, homecoming scene. Homecoming. I'm doing this. I'm done. I'm, I don't have to fight and Like face the music the was really anymore. upbeat. As soon as that door opens to see Michael Keaton, the music just... Like, and then everyone just... I, 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 I heard went, gasps. <laughs> there were so many gasps in that theater that the entire reaction was just... You could just physically feel the clench. Yeah, everyone just... Everyone just, just <gasps> I just, like, slid down. You can't see it, but I slid down my chair. <laughs> I legitimately just, like, as soon as that happened, I was, like, sitting super fine. I was like, this is a good movie. This is fine. As soon as that door opens, Michael Keaton comes out. I, like, no. pushed myself. I was literally at the edge of my seat with my hands on my face. Like, I held my boyfriend's hand like next? I was in labor. Yeah, my little brother, like, me and my brother, we just, like, <gasps> no, and we no, just no, sat no, no, at the no, no, edge no. Of, this, of our chairs just, just watching it so attentively. What happened? And it was like we basically had kind of the same reaction as Peter Parker because Peter Parker was just like we found out frozen. As soon as he, did. he was just frozen in that entire scene. That uh, even at the point when Liz Allen um, asks for the the corsage, he doesn't even look at her. He just, just kind of whips it to her. He just it's like here, it her. <laughs> here, take it and because like, he's terrified. He's horrified. He's terrified. He's seeing this whole thing happen. He's seen and what he's capable of. He's seen what this, what who this man is, and but the thing is, the vulture doesn't know that he's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And then it's not, just but it like, doesn't take him that long to figure out. Which and, but is it's scary not, part. and then it's not like the Green Goblin, where it's just like, "What happened to your arms, son? I got, <laughs> I got, I got cut by a biker." And he's like, mm, "That's exactly where I cut the Spider Man. You're the Spider Man." No, it wasn't any of that. It was just like <laughs> absolutely. It, like it was exactly like that in the Sam Raimi one, and then the Vulture. Right, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> And that's the thing, like you have, um, you have Liz Allen kind of like, uh, like accidentally revealing that. Yeah, Spider-Man. she's he's like, talking about the DC events. And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's like." Um, Michael Keaton goes like, "Oh yeah, it must have been scary to be in that elevator," and then, um, Liz, and then Liz Allen goes like, goes, "Oh no, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. He wasn't there." It's like, "Oh yeah, but, but you were at the DC trips." Like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's like, "Yeah, you were there," but it's like it felt like you weren't. You kept disappearing. He's like, "Oh, was he now?" <laughs> huh. That's interesting. Yeah, and, he, and basically, like Liz Allen sets up like the timeline to mm-hmm. show when Spider-Man was there and when Peter Parker wasn't and, and Michael Peter Keaton Parker go, was losing it in and his he's like freaking seat. out and Michael Keaton just stops at a traffic just light just stops at a traffic light which was amazing because you see like that moment where he doubts it and you see the red light on his face from the red light and as soon as he gets it the light turns green which was just some beautiful beautiful work of like direction cinematic work it was just on Point. And then I get I have so much respect for this character of the vulture mm-hmm. because when he gets to the to the homecoming oh my god yeah uh, he's like hey Liz go out uh, get started I'm gonna have the dad talk with Peter She's he like, pulls out his gun <laughs> yeah he pulls he out his gun whips out his gun casually and, and I just look over him. to my boyfriend and is like if my dad ever does that to you no. I'm so sorry <laughs> he pulls out his gun and just sets it next to him and looks at him and says you saved my daughter I absolutely appreciate that so i'm gonna spare your life right now but mm-hmm. get in the way again and i will kill you and everyone you love and everyone naturally you love. i'm like holy shit this is so good it, it was really that i think that's one of the most intense scenes even though it was the most quiet yeah. it was just very very intimidating 
I was thoroughly intimidated. It was great. Me. It was, you know what I, I forgot to mention, because he was so, basically MCU's one of the best villains, I put him up there with Wilson Fisk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was the Wilson Fisk of the mainstream MCU, except not as psychotic. He was just the sane Wilson Fisk, yeah, and which was so cool. The thing is, we might get some Wilson Fisk interaction in the second one. Tom I Holland, hope so. Tom Holland uh, kind of teased that the Defenders universe and the MC and the Spider-Man mm-hmm. MCU are going to meet up. Yeah, because it's all in New York. It's all, Yeah, of course, it's all in New York, and it's all in the same kind of area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of He's some friendly neighborhood stuff. He's got to go to Hell's know? Kitchen at some point. Yeah, and so what someone speculated is that Wilson Fisk is going to finance the, uh, the Sinister Six, hmm. which is, you know, which is the Vulture, Mysterio, yeah. Electro, uh, the Lizard, and Sandman. All right. I think I'm missing one somewhere. Uh, is Dr. Octopus in there? And Dr. Octopus. Thank you. He's going to finance all of that. That's really fun. And, um, side note, um, the new PlayStation 4 game, I think the it is, with Spider-Man, in Wilson the Fisk story, a main character, we yeah. have Wilson Fisk as a main character, and I saw some of the gameplay for that, I was just like, I don't have a PlayStation 4, but boy, boy would howdy. I drop the money to just yeah. play that game, because been, it looks so good. I've been, they teased this game at, at E3 last year, and then mm-hmm. this year, they gave us, they finally give us gameplay and it's I got an- really excited. I was in the car and I was really listening to it. Um, like the first half of it, I was listening to it almost like a podcast. And then I heard, yeah, I know. I was busy, but I listened to it. And then as soon as I heard like this whole storyline with Wilson Fisk, I was just like, <gasps> that was me in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm excited for where Spider-Man is taking the MCU. It's expanding it in such a good way without trying too hard. Yeah, I I love it. it was it's great. exciting. It's We've been good, hyping a lot. It's a good start for this. We're already past the hour mark. Yeah, we're hyping it a lot. But yes, we have summary. We have a great vulture In character. Summary, great villain. Great villain. Great hero. Great, great hero, love interest. Great, great love interest. MJ. MJ. Yeah, let's get back to that. MJ. Was this kind of like salty character throughout the whole thing? And I felt her so spiritually. She was my Patronus. Yeah, yeah. She was just this character that was so salty about she everything. She was woke. She just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. When they're in they're in DC and everyone goes up to the Washington Monument, she's like, "No, I'd rather not enjoy something built by slaves." And the teacher looks over and is like, "That probably wasn't." And then the- and then she just <laughs> nods and is like, "Yeah." It was. And then the security guard. He looks at the yeah, security, the security guard, who's also black, looks at him. And he goes, "Mm-hmm." Mm, he yeah. just nods at he him. He just kind of waves his hands like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so it's, it's it was very awesome. woke. And it's really funny because if anyone here watches um, Silicon Valley, the guy who plays the teacher, I forget his name, is um, the same actor who plays Guilfoyle. Yeah. That's who the thing. is a sarcastic um, Canadian Satanist. That guy, that, that actor, he was in Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. And one of the other guys, the guy who plays Sam Weir in Freaks and Geeks, is actually the person who wrote this homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming. Really? So, That's a fun fact. Yeah. And because all the people from Freaks and Geeks tend to end up working together except for uh, James Franco. <laughs> well, I mean, James Franco and Seth Rogen are always doing their own thing. When James Franco they came already from... has, like, his prenup with James, uh, James Franco. James Franco with James Franco. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen. They're the same person. They are. Uh, and they're all, they all came from Freaks and Geeks. And pretty much that show, like... Gave us these great people. Yeah, so that was really great, great to see. A woke MJ. Yeah. Uh, and people are saying... Developing Peter Parker. Great villain. 
great people great are, series? People no, are great saying, movie. Yeah, great movie that's going to be a great series. <laughs> mm-hmm. People are saying that this MJ is going to end up being an actress because she wants to, like, this is kind of what Michelle wants. Exactly. And they're saying that her stage name, like, her, her, her acting name is going to be Mary Jane. Exactly. So, which makes sense because she is, you know, a live theater actress. But the great thing is, is that she... She's smart. She's incredibly yeah, this smart. MJ is actually she's smart. the she answers the winning question at the decathlon instead of Peter Parker coming in and saving the day. Not like exactly. being able to balance everything on time. No, no MJ had character. to come in and save the day and win that trophy. Oh yeah, and speaking of the trophy and the decathlon, Flash Thompson. <gasps> okay. We hate you. Flash Thompson Flash Thompson is a little shit, but Yes. With good reason. He's not a horrible little shit. Like he's a bad little shit. <laughs> he's not horrible. But he's not horrible. Like he can share a social situation with Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Like they can be in the same room together and they can have a good time together. Exactly. They're not beating each other up all, yeah, he's all the just, time. Yeah, he's just this guy who has to maintain an image and be kind of rude to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's funny to see this, this quote unquote bully, which makes me feel like they're leading him up to end up being a. Uh, a, a, Agent Venom. Exactly. Because Agent Venom is a friend of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So if you have you have this character who's super... Plus we'd have an Agent Venom of color. Yeah, we'd have an Agent Venom and he'd be Which an Agent cool. Venom of color. This and is so cool. It's going to be I get so excited. good and I'm excited for all of this and I'm... We're, I'm, we're rambling on at this point. We are but rambling. It's, it, we have a lot of things to say. It, we've been holding it yeah. in all week and it feels yeah. good to let it out. Honestly, speak the truth. Honestly, honestly, if you haven't seen this movie... I'm going to mark it here. Yeah. Like, when people who... Yeah, yeah non-spoilers. End of, non, ending, yeah. outro, end of, welcome end of, back. End of spoilers. Welcome back, everybody who stopped listening. If you haven't <laughs> seen this movie... Please go. Please go and watch it. You are definitely Today's Friday. Go watch out. it tonight. Watch it this weekend. Please. Yeah. Even if you have to go alone, it won't be sad. Trust it's, me. Listen, it's a, it's a superhero movie. People understand if you go alone. Exactly. I've done it. Yeah, it's fine. It's a great movie. It's a beautiful movie, right? Yes, beautiful it is movie. a beautiful movie, a beautiful movie. full right. of losers, full but of, in the good yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the weekly reads, let's not forget it this week. Oh, I forgot to read this you week. I, read, I this read for week. my classes. However, 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 I do have on my nightstand. You watch, still have the Watchmen. I still have the Watchmen, the graphic, Watchmen graphic novels. Anything you watch this week? Um, Anything you're excited to watch? I'm excited to watch um, American Gods because I've been recommended <laughs> yeah. that actually by a lot. Me on this podcast. By you and my by, by my brother. He's like, you gotta watch American Gods. I gotta watch American Gods. I gotta finish Legion. And um, I gotta watch, obviously, Game of Thrones, yeah, Game which of is Thrones. this Sunday Premieres this bros. Sunday. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yes, definitely stay tuned for some very likely live tweeting, though I don't have HBO. I'm probably going to watch it, like, maybe an hour later once it's on the internet, how everyone else watches Game of Thrones. Um, And probably we're going to have a Game of Thrones week next week on the Mm -hmm. podcast, so we're going to have probably a guest, and I'm going to quiz this guy Yeah, like um, on Game of Thrones characters because he doesn't watch Game of Thrones. don't watch Game of Thrones. Anyway. um, Salty. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually next. Yeah, next week's episode is gonna Salt be a, next week's episode is gonna be a Game of Thrones episode, and I'm gonna do my best to keep up. <laughs> is, that my, is that my wire? That is your wire. You've I've, been destroying the wire destroying, the entire episode. Thanks I for that. I didn't realize what that was. If I'm honest with you, um, what right. I've been reading this week. Yeah. Um, just my normal batch of comics. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I'm mm. reading this one called Spencer and Locke, which I completely recommend. Spencer and Locke, like yeah. L-O-C-K-E? L-O-C-K-E, yeah. Okay. It's about this, uh, I think I showed you a bit. It's like, what if Calvin and Hobbes grew up? 
Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. So it's this guy who who's uh, investigating a murder mm-hmm. with his like detecting detective partner who is his imaginary exactly his imaginary friend who's Panther. kind of like his Sherlock. He's the brains, but really it's him. Yeah, exactly. So everything that's really happening and all the everything that the the, the fights and and everything that that. The the, <laughs> the, 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 Locke, the, the everything yeah, that Locke, the the panther sees is actually Spencer discovering exactly. these things, and it's a good story. Just, his brain just projects it as another being. Exactly, and you should definitely get into reading that. I also watched a few short films, like a few animated short films, which are very huh. very good. Where did you watch them? YouTube. There's one called Pinched, which I completely recommend. Look it up. Uh, Pinched short film. Oh, Another good. one called uh, Welcome to Hell, which is really cute. Aww. That sounds so cute, that title. It, yeah. No, <laughs> Welcome one, to Hell. No, that one's really which cute. Which is really cute. Yeah, it's this, it's about this, sure. this, it's a quick little thing. It's about this little boy who, um, it's about this boy who is a very nice guy, mm-hmm. but he just, he has this, this urge to kill, right? He has this urge to kill, and he accidentally kills his parents when they're sleeping. <laughs> when, when he's, he accidentally kills his parents when he's Whoa. sleeping. Because he was he was sleepwalking and he killed his parents because like his brain went straight to that automatically. Oh no! And he's like, oh no! So he kills himself. He oh, wa- geez. he wakes up in hell, and the devil's super chill and he's like, oh yeah, whatever, it's awesome. <laughs> and then, whatever, it's awesome. Yeah, it's he all, killed your parents. Yeah, you killed your parents. So did I. Cool. Um, and then he's just like, all right, so I'm gonna give you a job here. You're right. gonna be a, a demon, and uh-huh. you're gonna make this guy in on Earth kill himself. All right, that's your job. Cool. He goes up and then he becomes best friends with this guy. So the devil's Chill. just like, listen, if he doesn't kill himself soon, you're fired. And he's like, but I like him. I don't want him to suffer. It's super fun. It's super cute. Check it out. It's from this new uh, up and coming animator. That's I like nice. to support new talent. Absolutely. Anyway. Hey, you should probably feature it like on the page if it's like relevant. Honestly, it sounds I, good. I might. It's really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to. We like to support local art and just, you it's know, not local. Indep- no, not local, but like independent art. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a message on YouTube and be like, hey, I like your thing, I like your spiel. I'm gonna shout out to the creator of that because yeah. now I'm gonna have to go I don't, watch yeah, it. I don't have your name, but I really like it. It's yes. Super cute, super. Cartoony. That's Welcome to Hell. It's called Welcome to Hell. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, that's about it. That's that that is our Spider-Man review. That's our hype. That is our fangirling and for honestly, this week. It's like, it felt like a good catharsis. I got everything out. Right, because <sighs> we've been kind of clenching it in yeah, i say clenched, clenched a lot, lot drink every time i say clench drink. drink out of your capri sun yeah <laughs> i'm gonna mention this every time she said clench, clench go back to listen to this episode and every time she said clenched drink out drink. of your capri sun alcohol <laughs> <laughs> listen we don't condone alcohol we're we're part of the prohibition from the 1920s exactly this podcast is a speakeasy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Yep, speak easy because oh, we're, we're podcasters. All right. Puns. Is that it for Where the can they find us? Where can they find us? I left our business cards in the car, so I lost I all have them. <laughs> so we I have lost. business cards Yeah, now, we have guys. official business cards. If you see them around the college, make sure to, to give it a look. Yes, please Tell friends do. about it. We have, oh, wait, listen. We have a campaign on GoFundMe right now. Oh, yeah. We need to mention that yeah. because uh, we need support. We need support. This podcast costs we money. We had technical difficulties, like major technical difficulties last week with not only the the software, the recording software. But with, um, the with hosting our, our hosting sites and our hosting services. So we're no longer hosting on SoundCloud. Like, we had to make a change, but you guys didn't really notice that because we were able to integrate it with iTunes and all that. But if you were 
listening to us on SoundCloud, we are not going to be uploading any more episodes on there. And you plus, can... I found out that SoundCloud, I tagged you in it, uh-huh. SoundCloud is actually shutting down. Oh, really? So we got out in time. Thank God we didn't put our yeah. money into that. No, yeah, exactly. So you can still find, they're still there. The first three episodes are still on SoundCloud that you can listen to, but they've yeah. already been imported with um. So if you go into, if you go into Podbean, podbean.com. And there's an app for Podbean, and it's it's very good. Yeah, like, you can I really listen, enjoy you can listen to it. our podcast, and not just ours, you can listen to thousands thousands of podcasts like that's a and it's podcast. a very easy to use application yeah. we're not sponsored but if you want to sponsor us please no, do but most definitely go check out podbean check out all those other podcasts and if you want to start a podcast we yeah. recommend podbean and if, listen if you want to start a podcast you can also talk to us and we will have we have no problem helping you out exactly you know we we're a, still we have, noobs but we're learning yeah but we, and we have plans like we have ideas mm-hmm. going on we'd like to get other podcasts involved sort of a yeah. deal going on but alright um, also we have this campaign on GoFundMe if you look up Beautiful Losers Podcast you, Beautiful Losers uh, Save Beautiful Losers Podcast yeah. on it's on our Facebook page it's on our Facebook it's on everything look us up we we need this money to keep us running because yes. it's about $14 a month to post on Podbean yeah and, and to have all of the services have, have the, services the website that the we website. have website we have our official website exactly and which we is, do it's all want to be it's all going to be linked it's all going to be linked there exactly we this do campaign want to this campaign is not just us asking for money there's actually it's actually a giveaway yeah for every dollar you donate it's it's, it's one entry into this Funko Pop uh giveaway which is a mystery pop it's a mystery pop and you're going to love it I, I guarantee it exactly and if you don't really have the funds or you just don't feel like donating which oh, yeah. I, please do we implore you however you can still support us but, with uh, another Funko Pop giveaway that we have yeah there's another Funko Pop giveaway on our Facebook page that it's instead of donating it's just you know liking commenting and, and sharing and tagging and so we all can that grow stuff. as a page because we're almost close we're this close we're very, to 300 likes yeah we're very close to the 300 likes that we need for just to be a little more noticed. Exactly. We're trying to grow. We're growing slowly, but at a steady pace, mm-hmm. which is, is really it's, nice. It's at a good pace. It's not like we stop, you know? Exactly. We, you know, little by little, we keep supporting the page, and you guys keep supporting us, and that is what we ask you to continue on doing, and we appreciate it very much. All right, so I'm going to shamelessly plug us in now. Yes. All right, so you can check us out on Facebook, which we are uh, Beautiful Losers Comic Book Movie and TV News. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we are B Loser Pod. On Snapchat, we are B Loser Pod. Yes. Also, we don't really post on Snapchat. Snapchat we use more for live events. For live events, which are going to be coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Look us up on iTunes and Player.fm and Podbean mm-hmm. as Beautiful Losers Podcast. I think we're, we're even on the Google Podcast. Yeah, yeah the Google Podcast thing is actually it's Player.fm. Mm, okay. Um, if you have any questions, anything you want to talk to us about anything you you want to want us to answer um, or even topic suggestions you can send us an email at beautifullosers_pod at gmail.com and you know, if you want to do something a little bit faster and more direct you can even message us on facebook we are always checking messages the messages. on facebook message you can send us uh tweets if you hashtag mm-hmm. be loser pod at and be loser us. pod you know mm-hmm. even if you just hashtag uh be loser pod we will we will, look we will it definitely up. find it exactly all right so that's how you can find us and contact us. And that is it for this week. That's it for this week. It All was right. a kind of a long one, but... And a long podcast. Yep. <laughs> I made that mistake again. Too right. late. Bye, right. guys. Have a good week, guys. Bye.